0: Hey, San Diego? San Diego Goals, is that you? San Diego Goals, I thought that was you. Now, don't you tell me you don't remember me, because I sure as heck fire remember you. It's the San Diego Goals! The San Diego Goals, who blew a two-goal lead against the Condors on Friday. Bing! The San Diego Goals, who have allowed the most goals in the American Hockey League. Bing again! San Diego Goals, they just... Got two five goal losses against Ontario and Abbotsford this week. Bing again. <laughs> oh, hey, San Diego goals. Do you have life insurance? Because I've got a feeling you ain't got any. And I've got a feeling that you've got no protection on defense. Hmm. <laughs> hey, watch out for that first goal. It's a doozy. <laughs>
1: Ha 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 locked on ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Hello guys. Welcome to this special edition of Goals Thursday. It's Groundhog Day, as if you couldn't tell already, but welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. Covering hockey for over a decade. A reminder that this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit slash locked on today to get started. And folks, it's you know what? Wake up because it's Groundhog Day. Get up. <laughs> yeah. And especially if you're a San Diego Goals fan, it is definitely Groundhog Day because. This losing will happen over and over and over and over again. And just like the San Diego goals, their lack of scoring, their allowing so many goals is just like Groundhog Day. Happening over and over and over and over. You see where I'm going with this. (laughs) I don't want to say it's completely hopeless, but... This season legit does feel like Groundhog Day. It does. So, I guess we've got to talk about the last couple of games, shouldn't we? We've got to talk about what happened against the Condors. Do we have to? Yes, yes we do. Are you going to wear that? Yes, I'm going to wear this hat for the entire episode because it looks really cool. But I'm going to take off the glasses here because, eh, whatever. So, San Diego played against the Condors over the weekend That was a winnable game. In fact, that was the game that the goals should have won. They had a two-goal lead. They came out firing in that first period. I thought they were going to win that game. I really thought that Bakersfield had just completely blown it. Because first period... So this was a weird, stupid play by both the goals and the Condors. Stupid in the sense that it probably should not have materialized the way it did. Michael Delzotto kind of playing it in the neutral zone past Bogru. just tries to chuck it towards the offensive zone and a stupid rebound results in goalie adventures by Olivier Rodrigue. Because we love goalie adventures, he tried to play the puck behind his own net. That failed. The puck took a weird bounce, but Olivier Rodrigue was way out of position playing the puck behind the boards and, you know, as Steve Dangle would say, if you're a goaltender, tend the goal. Well, he didn't. David Cotton was the lucky recipient of that goal. Hey, maybe things are turning around. Maybe this is February 2nd. Oh, guess what? They scored another one, and this was probably their best goal in weeks. Because San Diego had a strong forecheck off a of Yanni called his turnover. In the Baco zone. Where has this aggression been? Pavel Regenda with a nifty steal against the boards and a back pass to the opposite faceoff dot to Bo Gru with only 17 seconds left in the first. This is the aggression the goals need to play with all the time. That was the aggression for one strong period. One. Not three, not two, one. And that was it. <laughs> Second period began, bad giveaways in the goal zone. It started getting worse and worse and worse. They failed to clear the puck outside the zone. And then Devin Shore stole the puck to Raphael Lavoie for a one-timer. Okay, let's not panic. Well, no panic here. Because another bad defensive play by the Condors resulted in a juicy rebound. And this was just after a great penalty kill by the Gulls. That resulted in a Bryce Kindop goal. All of a sudden, San Diego's up 3-1 in this game. Late in the game. Oh my god, they're actually, they they might have a chance. Can the losing streak finally end? Are they going to win this game? At the time, I'm thinking, yes. Not only can they win this game, and I misspoke. It wouldn't be a losing streak, it'd be a winning streak. Because the previous game, San Diego beat Bakersfield 5-3. So this would tie their longest winning streak of the season, two. (laughs) It's so sad that that's their longest winning streak of the season. Those aren't, oh crap, (laughs) these aren't fake tears. It's kind of laughing tears, but at the same time, it's how bad the goals have been all season long. Their longest winning streak has been two all year. And they couldn't even get to that this time. Because the third period is when everything fell apart. They came out flat. I mean, really flat. 20 seconds in. Greg McKegg scored on a double deflection. Alright, so Bako's in it. And then Bako tries to hand the goals the game on a silver platter. They said, here you go. We're going to give you this game. Have all you can score like an all-you-can-eat buffet platter. We're just going to give this to you. Carter Savoy gets a bad holding penalty. Okay, here's a power play. Do something with it. They did nothing with that one. They just passed the puck around like no one's business. They didn't even get a quality shot on net. Bako cleared it out four times, four times in that particular power play. Then Noel Phillip got to delay a game, and then Justin Bailey tried to clear the puck. It left the ice. So all of a sudden, the goals had a two-man advantage. Roy Summer calls a timeout with a minute 20 in the two-man advantage. So here I'm thinking, okay, the goals are going to do something. They're going to pull through and have a good lead towards the end of the game, Right. Wrong. In that minute 20, the goals just stood around and just passed it, passed it, passed it, passed it. And it was all passes along the perimeter. Anytime they tried to pass it along the or through the Royal Road, it was deflected by an active Baco stick. Or if they tried to go inside on the low slot, got deflected. Anytime they tried to get through that Weird triangle looking thing, it was stopped because there was no movement. There wasn't guys back and forth switching off. There was no guys up in towards the blue line going back and forth trying to confuse the defense. None of that. It was super stagnant. As John Broadbent would say, that power play needs fiber in its life because there was no movement whatsoever. And after those power plays, no goals. Three power plays, zero goals. That was in the first five minutes. So what do you think would happen if you're a team that's in last place and you fail to score on the power play? What do you think is going to happen? Hmm? Oh, you're going to blow a lead again. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened. Yanni called scored. score. Tyler Benson scored. His first of the season, by the way. And that was it. Goals had this game. They had it. It was literally in the palm of their hands including those power plays that that's disappointing final score on that game was 4 to 3 in favor of Bakersfield and San Diego begins a new losing streak it's like groundhog day all right we're just going to go to the first intermission talk about the other two games and talk a little bit more about this anemic offense We'll get to that on the other side. But, foist, let's talk about FanDuel. Now, we here at Locked On are just really excited about our new sports betting partner, FanDuel. Because they're the number one sportsbook in America. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. If you download FanDuel right now and you bet on Super Bowl 57... Between the Chiefs and the Eagles, you will have a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. So, yeah, you might get up to $3,000 back. How cool is that? And you can bet on anything on that Super Bowl. You could bet on who's going to win, obviously, who's going to score the first touchdown. You could even bet on the coin toss, folks. Yeah. They have lines for that too. They're even. So, (laughs) join FanDuel today at fanduel.com slash locked on to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57 between the Chiefs and the Eagles. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL, and please gamble responsibly. It's Groundhog Day. We're reliving the same losses over and over and over again. And there's no way to stop this. I mean, there is. The season can end. That's the way to stop this. But welcome back to Locked on Goals. Part of TLOPN, or TLOPN. Alright, we got a couple more games. We're just going to gloss over really quickly. I know it's Groundhog Day, but I'm going to go a little bit disco-y here because Saturday was Disco Nights, sorry, it was 70s nights at Pachanga Arena in front of 12,000 not-so-happy fans towards the end at Pechanga, like, it-, it was just a bad game all around. The only cool thing about that game was that there was a disco party on the ice during the first intermission where there was maybe like 50, 60 people out on the ice, all in their disco outfits, just dancing to whatever music that they wanted to, which was cool. I will give credit to the Goals. They do go all out on their theme nights. The jerseys looked amazing. They looked really cool. They're among the best jerseys as far as like theme night jerseys. In the AHL. Although I think there might be better out there. But, you know, that's another opinion. (laughs) Just quickly going over that game. Ontario, they dominated from the start. They had this game in the first maybe few minutes. First you had Leah Sanderson. Then Tyler Madden on the power play. Then Martin Kromiak. Then Jake Then Leah Sanderson again. Then Tyler Madden on the power play again. Before you know it... Ontario has scored six goals. They put up a sixth spot on the San Diego goals. Wow. It it was as bad as we thought. And that was both power plays on Ontario, by the way. San Diego did not have any power plays. Ontario had two, and Ontario scored on both of them. Now, this isn't to say that Ontario has the best power play. I mean, Ontario's power play is pretty good. It's not Martin Furk good, but they're still at a 22% clip on their power play that is in the top 10 in the American Hockey League. It is good. (laughs) The goals PK had been pretty good recently. There was a section on another podcast which y'all should check out at some point. It's called the Calder Farmstead. And Sean O'Brien talked at length about one one good thing about the San Diego Gulls. One good thing. So shout out to the Calder Farmstead. He pointed out that the Gulls on their PK is kind of a modified like 1-3. Which has worked for them. They didn't really do that on this game. Their PK was all out of sorts. There was no structure on either PK. But this is also a result of Ontario having some excellent movement on both power plays. And that's what just gave them both power play goals. Yeah, not much else to say on this game except Disco Night was cool. They played all kinds of awesome 70s music. Ontario staying alive as far as getting a top four spot in the playoffs. 7-2 was the final score. Yeah, San Diego did score late-ish in the second. But by that point, it didn't really matter. Once you're down by a big amount, those late goals do not matter. As far as shots, 24-14. to After two periods, that was it. Hey, at least San Diego didn't allow 40 shots. Yeah! They only allowed 37 shots to the Ontario (laughs) Reign. Oh yeah, Alan Quine also scored late in the game, but that was completely garbage time at that point. Completely garbage time. Then we go to last night's game. Last night's game was so bad that I actually had to stop watching it because it was just getting worse and worse and worse. (laughs) like have you ever actually like done that like I'm sure all of you have done that this season if you're a Ducks or a Goals fan but you're watching the game and you just want to stop midway because you know where it's going you know where what's going to happen that's exactly where this was Christian Wolanin he was pretty much everywhere for the first 25 minutes of this game he wound up with a goal in the second period I feel like Wolanin could have had more than one point on the night. He could have easily had three points on the night, and I'm gonna just say it: if it wasn't for Lukash Dostal, whew, it could have easily been eight to one or nine to one or even ten to one. Where was the defense? The defense was nowhere to be found. So it really is like Groundhog Day. And we're reliving the same results over and over again. I don't got to tell you that San Diego's power or penalty kill was not working again on this game. The power play was okay. At least Rocco Grimaldi got the lone power play goal for the goals. Yay, Rocco's still at it. Rocco has been the bright spot for the San Diego goals this season. He enters Coachella Valley this coming weekend with 18 goals. Yeah, that's it. As far as as the rest of the goals, there's not a whole lot to write home about. In general, this season, the goals have allowed pretty much the most goals, and they've scored almost the least amount of goals. Almost! Granted... There are a couple teams that have played, you know, less fewer games. San Diego's got 113 goals right now. There's one team with less goals, but they've played 3 fewer games. That team would be the Grand Rapids Griffins. Yes, the Griffins have scored less goals, but they're bad. They're very bad. I mean, you want to talk about teams that are bad in the West. Grand Rapids is bad. Henderson is really bad. None of those teams hold a candle to how bad the goals are this season. Because San Diego has allowed by far the most goals this season so far at 175. And if it wasn't for Lukas Dostal, that number could be way higher. It could be upwards of 200 goals allowed in only 44 games. No no bueno, no bueno. Okay, we are going to head into the second intermission. And yeah, we'll just go from there. Stay locked in. But let's talk about Built Bar, everyone's favorite built-in bar. And folks, Built Bars are better than ever with so many delicious flavors That, you know, these are protein bars. These are health bars that are actually tasty and taste like a candy bar. I mean, you want to talk about some unbelievable flavors. There's peanut butter brownie. There's coconut almonds. And my favorite puff flavor still is the Tutorial Puff. Love them. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. A whopping 17 grams of protein. Only 4 grams of sugar and only 130 calories. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. Because now you can find Built Bars at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. Oh, by the way, Sam's Club, that's that better version of Costco. Anyway, that's right. Head to your nearest Walmart or Sam's Club today. Pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. Oh, and if you want to try Built Bars for yourself, head to Built.com, use promo code LOCKEDON15. To get 15% off your next order of Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Welcome back to Locked On Goals, part of Locked On Podcast Network. I'm tired of talking about the goals, so joining me for the final segment is currently one half of the Calder Farmstead, which I just talked about, mm-hmm. Sarah Avampado. Yo. Yo, how's it going? Fine fine yeah um so the gulls they're bad
1: yeah they're every other bad team in the league i think is thankful for the gulls existence because it makes them like less bad and like if you haven't listened to the Calder farmstead like we talk about every team at some point in time or the other and like every time we talk about the gulls like we keep coming back to like this fan base doesn't deserve this (laughs) like I've been to Gulls games. You obviously are at Gulls games all the time. Like, y'all Gulls people are, like, one of the best fan bases in this league. Um, And so for as much as, like, as someone who covers and likes the rain, like, you're my enemy. But at the end of the day, like, you guys are passionate about your Gulls hockey and deserve, like, a much better experience than you're getting this year.
0: No kidding. Hey, you're going to see the goals this weekend.
1: I am. I am. I bet they're going to lose.
0: Yeah. We should probably just mention that for a hot second. Yeah. Who are the goals playing this weekend?
1: Uh, the Firebirds.
0: Um, What place are the Firebirds in?
1: They're first, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: They're, Sorry about your lives.
0: They're really good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I bet Sean on his little predictor, he's going to have... He should have... Coachella Valley seventy five percent, San Diego twenty five percent.
1: I mean, you should, but he won't. Math is weird, so it
0: is. But yeah, every other team is bad. I talked about Grand Rapids for a house. You know what? I didn't talk about Chicago.
1: They're we don't have to. They're very bad.
0: They're very bad. Yes. What's going on with the Griffins and the, and the Wolves? I
1: mean, the Griffins are all like no offense. I mean, none of you listening are Griffin stands Like no offense, but they're they've historically been. Bad, they they are a team that I feel like it doesn't matter who is the coaching staff. It doesn't matter who's on the roster. Their whole like philosophy is we hit stuff, um, which doesn't make for a great team. Um, Chicago, I mean, part of their biggest problem has just been injuries. Um, at one point earlier in the season, they had at least ten guys out of the lineup. That's right, they did. Um, their fourth, like bottom six, was basically ECHL guys. Um, just not great. Um, Kochetkov, who everyone expected was going to be the starter and goal for them, has spent most of the season in the NHL because Freddie Anderson and Antti Ranta are, like, the least healthy, like, able-to-stay-healthy goalie tandem in the whole league. So, you know, you haven't had your goaltender. Um,
0: yeah, who has been the goaltender? I think I... Uh,
1: Zach Sachenko. Oh, that's right. Who that's... was previously with the Barracuda and Kale Morris, who has been with Rockford previously, but mostly like ECHL. Um, Sachenko is fine as your number two.
0: But he can give up some bad goals. He
1: gives up many bad goals. I
0: think I think Sarah heard me at one point. I was watching a particularly bad goal that he gave up, and my first words were, oh, Zachary.
1: Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not great. Um, and so, you know, it's also, you know, people... I, I think... You know you guys locked on golf listeners understand how the ahl works but like i think a lot of people don't necessarily get like you know in the nhl the lightning win like the lightning are just good every year it's just what they do it doesn't necessarily work like that in the ahl like i can count on one hand the number of guys who are back in chicago who won the cup last year like and that's just the nature of the AHL is yep. turnover. Um, the coaching staff turned over. Yep. Um, One
0: of whom was a former goal, Podorowski. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Who is now in Coachella. Um, so it's just like they're doing bad, but like guys are getting healthier. Coach Adkov has been back, um, presuming that Ranta and Anderson don't get hurt again, which they will. Yeah. You know, they Jack Drury, who was one of the best players on the team last year, started in the NHL. They sent him back down because he just wasn't getting minutes. So, like, he's been good. Like, players are getting healthy. They're starting to be less terrible. But still, I feel like every time I go to a game, they lose.
0: (laughs) In San Diego's case, they've had a slew of injuries this year. Um, They've got the most man games lost in the Pacific Division. Yeah. 294.
1: That is many games.
0: They're going to hit 300 this weekend because every time I announce these scratches for San Diego, <laughs> there's always a long list. Yeah. A super long list of all the players. It's somewhere in my bag, but the last time the goals came to Coachella Valley, I, had to, I have to write down all the scratches. And before each game, I have to announce all of them, including suspensions. The fact that Chase DeLeo has been hurt pretty much all season sucks. Yeah. The fact that Hunter Drew's gotten himself suspended. Delzato's been hurt. There's just been too many guys hurt. Niehoff's been hurt. Like, that's a big chunk of it sometimes, isn't you it? Do
1: you know who else is hurt? Who? Buddy Robinson.
0: You want to tell him? <laughs> I'm devastated.
1: So, so Buddy Robinson, who I still don't think exists as a person, um, if you don't somehow follow the career of Buddy Robinson, uh, is in the Chicago's organization this year, plays for the, the Ice Hogs mostly, uh, and broke his wrist... And so he's going to be out for at least a month. I discovered that today um, while reading about the Ice Hogs, and I was like, "How did this pretend boy break his wrist?"
0: He's real.
1: I haven't seen him.
0: Charles Buddy Robinson is real. Yeah. He played he played adequately with the Ducks and played well with the Gulls last season.
1: Or was it just a person in a Robinson jersey?
0: He was good.
1: Uh huh. Was it the same guy every time in the yeah. Robinson jersey, yes, or it was, was it like the it the, 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 sc- the skater time. equivalent no. of an e bug? They just pull a guy from like you it's, know,
0: it's not like that UCLA
1: bug- or something, and it, like
0: <laughs> it's not like that Bogdan NBA commercial where there's three kids in a seven four outfit. It's not that.
1: No, I'm not saying it's three kids in a trench coat. I'm saying it's like one random beer leaguer that they just are like, Your Buddy Robinson tonight."
0: I mean, not like an e bug. Not like we saw. What was it? Two weeks ago.
1: I no mean, which team is, was it again? Edmonton
0: Edmonton that's right
1: although technically technically he wasn't actually an e-bug because so he like he he is their designated e-bug but right. the traditional definition of an e-bug is you start with your two NHL goalies both of those guys get hurt in the game your e-bug comes in off the bench in this case Jack Campbell was in the game Stuart Skinner had already been like they learned before he just the got game hurt that's right. He was sick. They learned before the game that Stuart Skinner was sick and wasn't gonna be able to go. And so whatever that kid's name was that I forgot. I forgot um, to. we need to look right uh, now. Matt I think it's Matt Berlin, I think. Berlin, there yeah. we go. Um so he actually signed a amateur trial contract. So he wasn't actually the e bug because he was off like he was there already. Matt but, Berlin. Yeah. Yeah, so he, he wasn't technically an e-bug, although, like, I'm going to count it anyway. But, like, technically I'm, he was the actual rostered goaltender that night, second goaltender that night.
0: I I would count it personally because he did find out that day. Yeah, but he
1: didn't find out, like, in the middle of the game that he was True. going to have to suit up.
0: Like, this, this isn't a Zamboni correct. driver situation correct. here. Or,
1: you know, Scott Foster, accountant by day. Leaguer by night i love oh, that, that one it was great
0: i don't know which one's my favorite one
1: i mean obviously oh. the zamboni driver oh
0: the zamboni driver right just for the meltdown of someone i already mentioned in this podcast yeah. i mean
1: he beat his own team it was amazing
0: <laughs> that was great that would never happen in san diego oh you know what that that could there are plenty of cromulence goaltenders yeah. in socal
1: yeah plenty mm-hmm no, trust me, there are. I, I I'm not. I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't. Shout, shout out! Shout
0: out to Ice Town, uh, Carlsbad. Some good goaltenders there. Yeah, I gave them their shout out.
1: Nice. Good job.
0: Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, what else can we talk about with this stupid AHL season? Because there's don't know. so much we could talk about. You have your show. You took. You talk about PDO sometimes. You talk mm-hmm. about how unlucky some teams are. In the goals case, it's it's just been bad. Just. Yeah, I
1: don't even know that. Like, if you look at the gulls, like, I think it, it's just—it's just bad. The estimated <laughs> PTO or
0: the rolling? No, the even strength PDO is bad. The even strength is so yeah, bad. Yeah, no, that
1: that's unfortunate. If you if you're look if if you look you know you're at a chart, they're down like here.
0: They're down in the lower left corner. It's
1: it's it's the bad spot because it means they have both like bad saves and bad shooting percentage
0: yeah the one th- oh that's what got to me the shot differential mm-hmm. you pointed this out yesterday and I didn't believe you <laughs> that even though San Diego has given up the most shots right next to them is Providence yeah and I had this incredulous look like what the
1: hell mm-hmm. really it's fine but Providence is good I'm used to you not believing me it's okay <laughs> no <don't... laughs> just saying um, yeah, no, Providence is like one of the best teams in the league. Um, but, you know, if you, you, you made the chart go away, so I can't talk oh, about it anymore. But, um, yeah, it, it's just it's it's very unexpected because when you look at it, um, you know, San Diego averaging. What is it? I can't read because 33 it's really shots per game. Yeah, 33, 33 shots per, against per game. Uh, Providence averaging 32.5 against per game in regulation. Um, And this is where, like, I wish the AHL had better, like, data that they released to people. And this is one of those things where I'm like, I'm sure it could be cobbled together because if you look at the box score pages on the AHL's website, they have the little shot map thingy. Yeah. So, like, the data is out there. It's just that no one can get at it to, like, do anything with it to, like, get information about, you know, shot quality and, like, are all the, like, are, like providence like are they allow are they allowing a bajillion shots but they're all coming from you know the blue line or they're coming from the sides and they're not coming from like the high danger areas and Whereas i think the goals i think it's just like people get to camp out and for in front of poor luca dostal and just you know
0: oh poor dostal yeah that that poor kid is yeah. seeing so many shots he
1: doesn't deserve this <laughs> he does
0: he doesn't and the thing about that. It would take a monumental effort to go through every shot chart to try to figure out which of those shots are in the high-quality areas or which are in the home plate area. And this is maybe a little bit too insider here, but I won't go too much into it. But maybe if the program could instantaneously say, if it's in that home plate area, Mm -hmm. it's a high-quality shot, they could put that out there as data.
1: Right. Yeah. Because, like, obviously, like, like, you know, the NHL's website, you can like all the people who do the magical computer things from it can like the NHL's website has the data in it about like where the shot, what, like
0: how many slot and, shots.
1: Right. And like, if that just doesn't, I, I, I feel like if it existed in the AHL in a way that people could get at it, it would exist. Like someone of these like handful of AHL stats guys would have done something. With
0: yep. It. You know where some of those are there's on the report. I'm going to go through the NHL site really quick. There's a thing called miscellaneous. There's legit a miscellaneous tab.
1: I don't think I've ever clicked on that.
0: And it tells you about all the missed shots, all the empty nickels, all the takeaways, giveaways, block shots, hits. It tells you all that stuff, which is really cool. Also, if you really wanted to be specific here, you could also see which players have hit misses over the post, the crossbar. You could actually see... How many times a player has hit the crossbar or the post this yeah, season? I'd
1: love for that data to exist in the AHL.
0: I don't think they'd ever get that. No. I mean, this is really insider. Yeah. But the fact that you have this available, yeah. you've never clicked the miscellaneous tab, have No, you? why
1: would I click it? It says miscellaneous.
0: It's cool.
1: Yeah, but like miscellaneous doesn't tell me what, what's in the tin. I'm not going to click on it if I don't like know what's there.
0: Um, I clicked on miscellaneous the other day because I was thinking that maybe the Ducks were just unlucky. It turns out they're just
1: bad. (laughs) Yeah. Just really bad. Yeah.
0: And as far as the goals, I don't want to say it.
1: I mean, they're also just bad. Sorry. I'm I'm sorry. (laughs) Like, I mean, also, there's been, like you said, a ton of injuries, call-ups to the Ducks. like you've been like at points you guys were playing with like ECHL goalies. Oh my god. Like, no disrespect to any of them, but like if if Dostal can't keep this team together, like what is some kid who's been playing in the ECHL gonna do?
0: Yeah, I gotta <laughs> I gotta go over like who else played for um San Diego because it was not just Dostal and Ole Eriksson Eck who also has not been good this season. Oh, that's right. Garrett Metcalf and Daniel Manella also played this season. Um, can I just share this?
1: Yes.
0: Daniel Manella's goals against average. I kid you not, forty point three seven.
1: Okay, but read his time on ice. I
0: know it's eight minutes. Those right. are eight bad minutes. Yes, like that, that was... is
1: not a real number. Like that—that mm. doesn't—that tells you that he played the worst nine minutes of hockey in his life.
0: It really does. <laughs> His goals against is worse than empty net goals against.
1: <laughs> that empty net, man. It's keeping stuff out.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Good job, empty net. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's been part of it, too. I mean, having Garrett Metcalf as your starting goaltender for five games, he's an ECHL goaltender. Yeah. yeah. Let's just be real here. Yeah,
1: there's not much you, like, you can do, I mean. No. Also, I mean, like, Dostal's save percentage is point. Nine one zero, which is, like, for the AHL, like, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And he's, the poor guy still just can't, like, win a game.
0: <laughs> that's because he sees shots like crazy. Right. Did you know that there's one goaltender, we just clicked on it, that has more shots against than Lukasz Dostal? But he's also played more.
1: And, like, it, so, so the answer is Dustin Wolf. Um, 950 shots that he's faced. Uh Dostal has 934. Wolf's Wolf's only played one more game. So I can't do math, you can. What's 950 minus 934? 16. So, yeah, so that's like not even like half a game. Yeah. of hockey. Like difference.
0: And Dustin Wolf has played 230 more minutes than Dostal. Dostal's seen too many shots. Yeah. Poor kid. That's why he's an all-star. Yeah.
1: I think that also, like, speaks to, like, how many games Dostel has come in, either in relief or has gotten pulled. Because it's 32 games played for Wolf, 31 for, for Dostel. Like, there shouldn't be a 200-minute difference in there. Yep.
0: And there has been, at least, by my count, four games this season where Erickson Eck has come in,
1: mm-hmm.
0: stunk it up, yeah. and got pulled. And do- oh, that's right. It was a road trip. Where Dostal was supposed to have a day off, Erickson X started, played poorly, and instead of giving Dostal the day off, nope, you gotta come in, Yeah, he's giving up seven goals.
1: Yeah. I, this, this is where, again, I wish the AHL had better, like, stats, because in the, the NHL, you can see games played versus games started. Uh-huh. That's what I care about more, is how many games have you started, like, versus a situation like this where poor kid is like well you already gave up five here i go yeah. I'm gonna get shelled some more great <laughs>
0: that's that's been san diego's story pretty much all season yeah i i don't know if i can give much hope for this year
1: my my expectation for the gulls is going down the stretch it's the same expectation that i have for grand rapids which is you're gonna mess up other people's <laughs> lives like, you're in a position where, like, the playoffs, like, every other team ahead of you would have to, like, literally be abducted by aliens. That's just sort of how it is. But if you can mess up someone else's, like, if you can really just, like, screw with whoever, like, Bakersfield's day and mess up their playoff seating or something, like, that you, is what I want.
0: Are you saying that those last two home games, they're going to be Calgary?
1: <laughs> yes.
0: How evil would that be? Amazing, or even worse. Oh, that's even worse. The final two games at Colorado, mm-hmm. which would give Ontario the four seed and home ice in that opening round. Oh, that could be. Yeah,
1: oh, that, that could be evil. That, like that. Like when. Like I mean, you know, as someone who has covered a bad team, like you get to a point where like you've been statistically like eliminated from the playoffs. Like th- that's there's, there, there's nothing. Like right. Like. You just have to play out the rest of the stretch, no matter how long the the rest of the stretch is. What else is there to play for other than messing up other people's lives? We play
0: for pride! No,
1: that's dumb. No, play to, like really jack up someone else it's like all play for pettiness like yes like that one year like the kings missed out on the playoffs by like one point or something and it was like what calgary that beat them or what like yeah like that is what i that is what i want for you gulls i want you to just like as long as you're not messing it up for the rain please don't like mess their life up
0: well they're not because they only play them Oh, once more this season.
1: Yeah, but like you know, they like they could win lose games against teams that like Ontario needs to not get points. Like, there's all sorts of scenarios, but I'm just saying like, like you could really, really just make things gnarly for someone.
0: San Diego's beat Ontario once this season, yeah.
1: <laughs> out of a lot of games. That's yeah,
0: and they only play one more, no, two more games. I I think San Diego's tired of Ontario just screwing with them. Oh, yeah. It's going to be, like, those March-April games. Yeah. Four against Calgary, couple against Iowa. Oh, that could be fun screwing with Iowa.
1: Yeah, Iowa's been real weird this year.
0: Yeah, they've been... Oh, four against Iowa. Oh, they've been up and down this year, too.
1: Yeah. They're bad, though, so don't believe the hype.
0: Yeah. I think we've talked about this enough. I mean, that was fun. Yeah. That was fun. Mm-hmm. A little, little more than I thought. That was that was good.
1: Cool. Good luck, Gulls. Have fun messing with, like, Colorado or something. That would be fun. Yeah.
0: It. You know what happened in Colorado last year? The end of the season. This will give goal fans a little bit of just like to end with cheer. Yes. At the end of last season, there was a two-game set at Colorado. San Diego won both of those games.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Remember what happened on one of those games?
1: I don't remember what happened last week. Oh. So no.
0: <laughs> Lukas Dostal scored that goalie goal. Oh
1: uh, yeah, good. for Yeah, him.
0: remember that now, mm-hmm. and all the crowds like Aah! going crazy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And all 100 Goals fans. By the way, shout out to the Goals fans. I can't believe like that many traveled out there. Yeah. Like oh, that, that was is nice. It is nice. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. So, there's hope. Mm-hmm. Screw with everyone else.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, where can the fine folks find your work and find you <laughs> online and all that?
1: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Right Said Sarah. It's W-R-I-T-E Said Sarah with an H. The Calder Farmstead is available wherever you get your podcasts. So, go uh, give it a listen. Uh, I think we just talked about the ducks or the gulls a couple weeks ago, so you'll be coming back around in the cycle, um, and you know, just come like listen to AHL stuff wherever you get podcasts, like this one, and also YouTube.
0: You said something nice about the goals too.
1: Yeah, last time. Well, because they, cool. they do some things well. They do. They just can't win. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So see, it's not it's not all about bashing the goals. There are other teams to bash. Yeah. Anyway, um, you could find this podcast that you're watching wherever you are watching it currently. That was wordly weirded. Weirdly, wow. I'm going to leave all this in. <laughs> you can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Don't look at me like that. Stitcher, Spotify, <laughs> Odyssey, Google. No, not Google. Yeah, Google Podcasts. I said that already. Amazon, YouTube, not Smoke Signal. Don't do that. You could
1: Everyone, everyone's going to learn a hobby. What else are you going to do? Morse code. Yeah.
0: Morse code. Da, da. Ducks, bad. Stop. Goals, bad. Stop. Yep. Um, what else? My personal Twitter's at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter's at L O underscore ducks. And if you want to email me, like some of you have recently, thank you for those. locked on Ducks at gmail.com. And little bonus if you're coming out to Coachella Valley, because that's coming up. Uh, Let me know. You could find me down in the PA booth. Not that the cat's out of the bag. Meow. Meow. I can't do a good cat. I'm doing the PA for the Firebirds, and I'll be doing that against the Gulls. At least I know how to pronounce all the San Diego Gulls players' names.
1: For all the goals, they're not going to score. Oh
0: No, I'll give them one per game.
1: Yeah, Yeah, that... What, what what's what's your what's your prediction before we before we end? Oh, what's your prediction crap. for the? Are you allowed to give predictions?
0: I think Coachella's is going to win both games.
1: But what's give me a score?
0: <laughs> okay, Friday's game I'm going to go five to two. I'm going to give San Diego two goals on this mm-hmm. one. Saturday is pink at the rink.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I think Erickson X going to start that game
1: and get pulled from it.
0: No, okay, because Dostal is playing All Star Weekend. So I'm going to say it's going to be 8-1 to one Oof. on that Saturday game.
1: Oof, you heard it here first.
0: It's going to be a bloodbath. But you know what?
1: It'll blend in with the pink on the rink. Oh my god. <laughs> this is why you have me on the show.
0: So if you're in Coachella Valley, you know, come say hi. I love I love seeing the Gulls fans come out. Um, I think you'll be there too.
1: Yeah, so. but you won't find me.
0: Yeah, she'll I'm, be in I'm like
1: the Phantom of the Opera. The Phantom of... No, nope, nope. That's it for the show. Thanks for listening, everyone.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, please, be, please be kind to one another. Be safe out there. And ducks and gulls, fly together.